Welcome to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjo Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sunjo Gall. Hello and uh, welcome to this segment on CTN. To learn more, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. And the topic for today is IoT in retail. Uh, the journey so far, and the guest here is Sahal Lahar, who's the Chief Digital Officer and CIO with Destination Excel Group. Hey, Sahal, how are you? Good morning, Sanjo. Good. Doing well. Beautiful, beautiful. So the reason we wanted to touch this topic is, number one, uh, there's a, quite a bit of adoption going on in IoT, and then we also have situation with retail where it is trying to uh, make sure that it is able to sustain and grow and stay profitable. And so anytime when you have an opportunity to do something using a technology or changing the way you run your internal operations, it's always always a possibility of you increasing your delta. That means what you bring home. So I wanted to discuss it, right? So so that's what we wanted to discuss here and, and look at if the IoT as a phenomena, which has been embraced by almost everyone, every industry, has really helped or has uh, the potential to help retail. So so to get started on that front, we know retail is trying to use all the help it can get to stay competitive and, of course, profitable. What are we doing at a business level? So let's talk beyond IoT first because IoT will be a means to an end. What, what are we are trying to do in retail to make it successful as a business? Yeah, I think that what's really critical right now is that everyone focus their attention in terms of the employees, whether it's the in-store employees or the corporate employees, um, and to really focus on tasks that are value add. And what I mean by that is get the, you know, the mundane routine operational tasks um, at a place where they are running um, without a lot of manual intervention. There's, you know, there's tools like machine learning and artificial intelligence that can certainly help in terms of, uh, you know, streamlining those, um, helping draw insights from large volumes of data. And so, you know, I think the, the key is for, for employees and really the company to be focused on the customer and really optimizing the customer experience, um, you know, customer experience and and how do we Im- improve that is not, again, something that's new to retail, but I think what is new to retail is the ways in which we can influence that. Personalization, obviously, is a, is a very key one because um, as shopping habits and behaviors change, people um, are looking for um, different you know, capabilities from the retailers that they shop at. They really are no longer interested in the kind of the one-size-fits-all email offers or promotions um, or even announcements of um, new product. It really has to be very tailored and personalized. And then, you know, obviously how IoT layers into all of this is that, uh, you know, it helps you meet... um, both of those goals, I think it can certainly play a role in uh, reducing some of those mundane tasks, um, and we can get into specifics around the in-store use cases, um, around inventory management and RFID, et cetera, 
to also the personalization and really um, understanding the customer journey and infusing into that um, very thoughtfully offers and um, notifications that are really tailored to an individual and will, you know, ultimately the, the goal, right, is to optimize conversion and, and drive the top line. So as if you look at retail as a business, and, and you rightly said that, of course, we have to improve customer experience and we have to do things related to it. Now, it could be done first in looking at how a representative at the store level is dealing with a customer. And then also at the same time, there could be some back office operations, which could be, I, you know, uh, I'd say optimized for yes. you to improve the overall delta. So is there, uh, given, given the retail segment itself, is is really trying to identify what they should do differently for them to turn themselves around or at least be relevant in today's day and age. Are there any mm-hmm. specific business strategies which are being thought of? Something which, because you want to put technology not ahead of the business strategy, ideally. You're absolutely right. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, it all starts with having a strong digital core, and what I mean by that is that your your back office and your ERP systems really need to be architected in a way that they can provide real-time insights um, that will help optimize that customer experience. So that's everything from a real-time view of inventory, which, you know, a lot of these concepts, um, you know, sound like table stakes, but uh, a lot of people don't have a single unified view of inventory in a real-time basis across all their channels. They might have just a real-time view of what's in the warehouse, but store inventory may, be, may have a lag, for example. So I think the digital core is an important enabler because, uh, you know, you can introduce a lot of cool, innovative technologies that are customer-facing and from a front-end standpoint. But if your back-end systems and processes are not robust enough to rise up to that challenge and serve up the data that is required um, to fulfill those requests, um, then, you know, you're going to be left with a, a very disappointing customer experience. And then I think the other piece that I'll, I'll mention is, um, you know, customers want uh, things on their terms. And so as far as customer service goes, um, you know, there's ways to really optimize that. And I think bots are playing a very a very key role in the industry, um, not just in retail, but overall, if you look at customer service, there's ways that uh, bots can really reduce um, the number of you know, human interactions, uh, person-to-person interactions that are required for queries such as, hey, where is my order? When am I getting my order? Did my order ship? Um, How do I do a return? All of these things can be fulfilled through bots, and that can also, in addition to reducing your cost, it can also provide those capabilities on a 24-by-7 basis, even if your contact center is not staffed for that. So, you know, I think that's, when we talk about this new engagement, customer engagement-focused economy, you really have to think about it on the customer's terms. And you can no longer say, well, hey, our contact center hours are 8 to 8, and outside of that, you're really on your own. Um, Because the reality is that people 
are engaging with brands, shopping, um, looking for advice, doing returns, um, the whole the whole value chain is really 24-7 now. Now, so if you look at your business or, or for that matter, any other retailer who's trying to work, do you think the focus right now is to say, without sales, there's everything else is, is meaningless? So let's go about figuring out strategies which are primarily focused on improving the top line. At the same yeah. time, if you if you do have it and things are moving so fast and people want crazy level of service and or support and real-time availability of information, then we got to keep working at the back end. But then if you're struggling to bring money in, are you going to still keep decorating your fort? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think that, uh, you know, I think that is a, a balance that a lot of uh, brands struggle with because... There is a there is a temptation and tendency to really jump into um, the decorating the and, and optimizing the front end and and adding sexy new technologies that uh, that have a, a wow factor and can improve the customer experience. Um, but you know the it's it's really fascinating that uh, even though it's 2018. I mean, a lot of retailers um, uh, across the board, not just in not just in apparel and fashion, but really retail in general, still relies on some fairly antiquated systems from a back-end um, standpoint, as far as merchandising and warehouse management and order management and so on. And so, you know, they, those investments cannot be overlooked. And I think there there always is that temptation where people fall into this uh, this trap to really, you know, accelerate the investment um, on the front end and and all of the customer touch points that are um, in the front lines. But they really do that at the, you know, at the peril of having a, a, a poor digital core that does not support um, the customer experience in a dynamic and optimized way. Now, let's talk about IoT for a second. So it, it of course, has use cases in some ways, help on the front end in terms of creating that wow experience and also at the back end, maybe inventory management or supply chain or others. Mm-hmm. Is it really adopted or has are we still sandboxing IoT, especially in retail, or have we gone full steam knowing that many other industries have benefited? If this discussion was happening two years ago, I would have said, okay, you are you're okay to experiment because we don't know where this is going to land because a lot, lot many new technologies keep coming up. But now at Correct. this stage, are you fully comfortable knowing that, okay, other industries have really benefited, so let's go full throttle wherever we can apply it? Yeah, so you know you're you're absolutely right with regards to kind of the maturity curve, and you know two years ago I think a lot of these things were were not uh, you know widely adopted. Some of them were not even really tried and, and trusted. I think where we are today is there there are now elements of IoT that are tried and trusted and have a an ROI and people know that, hey, if I implement RFID or if I implement beacons, I'm going to get these benefits. Um, they are still not widely adopted, though, and I think the the main driver for that, again, is just this balance in terms of 
where are the the companies um, putting their their investments in capex and and projects, and so you know so a lot of these things I think uh, if you look across the board, um, and I was just uh, at uh, at Shop Talk. Um, industry-wide uh, conference in March and talked to a lot of my peers and, uh, you know, other analysts and so on. I think the the unanimous kind of, um, you know, view is that uh, there's there's pieces of this that have been adopted. Some of them are at a, at a much um, higher point in the curve. Others are, even though people realize that there's a value um, people are just not ready to to implement elements of of those elements of IoT because uh, you know there's there's many other conflicting um, priorities and projects that uh, that require investment and um, also there there may be foundational pieces to enable those that are are costly if you have a a brand um, of any scale with you know if you have you know, if you have 20 stores and you want to enable some of these technologies, it's a it's a lot easier and a much smaller investment than if you have you know hundreds of stores. And once you get above two or three hundred stores, the cost of putting in that uh, the basic infrastructure that's required in every store to enable IoT and do it well um, is is a significant cost that uh, that it really cannot be taken on in a big bang fashion if you are still working on strengthening your core. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And let's talk about the mindset that prevails. So, of course, uh, Sal, you mentioned that some people are looking at it from a short-term, mid-term view, but rarely anyone is looking long-term and they're seeing IoT-related investments or disruptive approaches to how you can implement it as cost. Why not look at it as an investment? What's What needs to change for it to be seen as an investment? Is there a shift in the mindset required, etc.? So let's explore that more when we come back. Please stay tuned. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? 
Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, we know that we will have the technology, or in fact, we have the technology that is IoT here, and its implementation so many across so many industries that there is a possibility of it adding a tremendous amount of value. But if if the retail leaders are holding back and seeing it as a cost versus cost of doing business, is that the inability that they see that we'll not be able to get value out of it? Or it's the inertia because we don't know anything new and fear of change is there? Or is there something else which is holding us back because if we don't move, somebody else will? Yeah, that's this is this I think is the dilemma that uh, everyone faces in in different flavors. And I think uh, on one end of the spectrum, you obviously have the people that uh, you know have uh, an innovation program and an innovation budget, and are and realize that the future of of the company and the future the growth is going to come through driving this innovation, and they see that as uh, as table stakes, and they, they make a conscious effort to invest in it. I think the challenge with uh, the majority, though, of, of retailers is, you know, it is an extremely, extremely tough environment. Um, it's very competitive. Margins are being eroded um, because there's more and more low-cost players entering this, whatever space you're in, there's low-cost players that are entering. And there's online-only folks that have almost no overhead. There's there's folks that are sourcing product much cheaper. And, uh, you know, all of these pressures are leading retailers to really look at, uh, you know, that balance between, uh, you know, how much EBITDA are we delivering um, on an annual basis, and that's especially perpetuated uh, by um, the pressures of being a, a public company, or, um, you know, how much are we willing to kind of, you know, say that uh, the, the path to the future is through these technologies and through investment in these technologies, and that we have to, you know... Um, invest uh, a piece of our, not just CapEx, but also our SG&A um, for the next uh, several years, because this is not a, you know, a one and done where you can say, okay, we'll take the hit for one year and, you know, we've checked the box on IoT. IoT is going to be a, an ongoing evolution um, and everyone is going to be required to to embrace that and if you're going to do it well it's going to require a sustained focus and a sustained investment so I think that uh, you know the competitive pressures of uh, the overall industry and you know that always drives very quickly into okay what what are we doing for EBITDA and and what are the levers how we improve that you know obviously um, that's where the squeeze comes, and 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 a lot of people will will opt to um, deprioritize some of these things um, that are that are innovative, um, even if there's a return. Because quite frankly, 
you know, they, they are just too, too constrained and um, adding an, an, another dimension into their list of investments for the portfolio of this particular year is just going to constrain their, you know, is going to constrain the EBITDA too much. So that's one area where you're looking at it from uh, overall investments. Okay, we'll dump in $5 million and this is what it's going to get. So that's a, that's at a, at a CFO view, if you will. But now when we look at the technology itself and the potential it has to offer some growth, some savings, have we actually gone in and put it in the labs and stretched it? Maybe you've not gone full, full blown in terms of its adoption or actually applied it. But even the sandboxing has gone to the point where you are becoming a retail-based uh, IoT adoption SME or building that center of excellence in, internally. So that before you go, you're not just listening to an outside consultant, but in, in fact have developed uh, an in-house capability and, and, and knowledge base. Is that happening? Yes. So, so I think it's, it's happening in pockets. Um, it's not happening across the board, unfortunately. So I will just, uh, you know, if we just rewind a couple years, um, in my prior role at Brooks Brothers, we had uh, a formal, you know, innovation program, an innovation lab, if you will. And we had uh, folks, uh, a couple of folks that were dedicated to that. And then we had a cross-functional team that supported it. And we, we piloted various technologies and um, we wanted to see which ones had the ability to, to make an impact on, on our business. But, and, and a big piece of the evaluation criteria was really how scalable is this and you know, what is the ROI. So those, those are always obviously two very big things um, when you have you know, several hundred stores. So I think when you look at it in that, uh, from that lens, um, we, you know, we looked at it and said uh, there's, a, there's an immediate um, return on any investment we make from an RFID standpoint for an, uh, a percentage of our assortment. Um, obviously, we're not going to do it for every single item. It's uh, going to be cost prohibitive if we put it in um, RFID devices into a pair of socks that has a, a very low um, price. But certainly for the higher priced items, the, the cost of these um, tags now is at the point where, uh, you know, you can, you can build that into, you know, your, your overall cost and, and you can start to see a lot of efficiencies. And I think that is, that is how we approached it. And we, we really you know, I think we we realized in the lab that there was uh, value, and we then you know picked an area where we could uh, put it into put it to the test in in a real life scenario, at with some scale, and then we we grew from there. So you know, it started with uh, like I said the the suit factory, and um, all the items there were tagged. It had an immediate payback in terms of the ability to track where various garments were. It was also very huge for um, 
you know, tracking exactly where is a particular made-to-measure custom item in the in the on the manufacturing line um, has that has it been cut or is it uh, you know waiting to to leave the factory? All of these things, and you know that was uh, the, the way that we approached it. And I think that to me is a very good model to use because um, you know you can't uh, you can't dive into this uh, head first and say, okay, we're going all in and, and you know, we're going to invest uh, tens of millions of dollars in, in area X. Um, even if you know there is a, um, a return, you, you have to do it in a way that balances uh, all of the, the business priorities, but also you have to give yourself an opportunity to, um, to test it and, and, tweak and optimize the processes and the flow um, before you scale it up completely. When you look at IoT adoption, would you think that's more driven by, oh, I have not caught up to the rest of the industry, so let me do it, or I really want to go and, and, and take a quantum leap ahead of my competition? What's, what's driving us here today? I think for most people, it's the latter. I think it's, uh, you know, everyone is looking for, for that silver bullet that allows you to leapfrog your competition in some fashion. And everyone's saying, okay, well, what is that, that one thing that I can do if, um, if I were to, you know, to, to, you know, place a bet here in terms of, um, how I grow the business and how I um, bypass the competition. What are those one or two things? And I think that that's that's usually how how people get to this. Um, I think that uh, you know that's that's going to evolve and continue to evolve because uh, the cost of these technologies is going to continue to come down um, as you know there's more scale and and more more maturity in the industry and that will obviously then you know maybe shift the thinking um and people will be able to embrace it purely as a um as a process optimization and efficiency play um as well would you say it's a first movers advantage type of play right now or because if everyone can do the same things what you're talking about then it becomes a new normal and you lose the competitive advantage. So you, you come at par with others versus getting that leapfrogging, uh, that quantum leap that you're looking for. So is there no something earth-shattering uh, innovation that people have done which have vowed you and which also gives you the confidence saying, guys, we have to put our heads together and see if some other, one, other company can do it? Or maybe for that matter, your own organization. If you are looking at it, have you been able to think some something totally out of the box, which may not have been tried in retail? Are we are we looking at such possibilities when adopting IoT and its related uh, capabilities? It can you know use. Yes, no doubt. I think that uh, you know the first mover advantage is critical, and you really have to um, you know get to get to the point where you have enabled some of these capabilities and they're um, having a tangible impact on your business and they're in front of the customer and the customer is seeing the value of those and you in turn are also realizing some efficiencies and um, an increase in, in top line, et cetera. The issue though, I think is that, uh, you know, it's very, very challenging um, just from an, from an overall standpoint because, uh 
you know, you can, if you don't have a formal innovation program um, or innovation lab or center of excellence or whatever you want to call it, um, it, it's going to be very hard for you to, you know, think outside of the box and take um, a technology and, you know, kind of morph it into a use case that is is truly revolutionary for your business. I think that uh, you really need that, uh, you know, innovation has to be part of your, you know, the, the your fabric and your DNA as a company in order to get to that point. I think if you're just looking at it as, you know, hey, we we really need to do something around innovation. What can we, you know, what can we enable and what can we invest in this year? Um, you, it's going, you, chances are you're just going to go for an out-of-the-box thing like RFID to optimize inventory or um, beacons to improve your in-store um, experience, etc. cetera. Uh, you aren't really going to really have the ability to, um, to really marry various elements of IoT and really come up with something that is, you know, revolutionary and, and moves the needle for you. And when you are looking at uh, this latest and greatest capabilities that you're trying to get, are organizations, including yours, looking at it as part solutions versus going holistic? But you know what? Let's let's hold that thought. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back. And let's look at whether the IoT adoption or any kind of optimization that you're doing today, leveraging IoT, is this truly being thought and or executed in a holistic manner, or we are being you know, using it as a spot solution, which would be undermining the value you can get out of it. So please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise.
You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So when we're talking IoT, the value it can create uh, and, and the different experimentation or even adoption that we are doing in an organization, would we say that is it holistic or it has been approached in a holistic manner or just point solution? And if it is point solution, recognizing that going holistic will take you much farther, why hold back? Yeah, that's uh, that I think is... Uh you know, is is the the million dollar question across the industry. So I think that uh, to answer your question, um, I I really see it very much as a point solution. Um, if I were to generalize, I think there are definitely, you know, some folks that have you know implemented an enterprise wide innovation program and strategy that look at it from a holistic standpoint, but those are the exceptions right now, not the norm. I think the majority of folks um, are kind of dabbling in in this in a point solution manner, and they're really, um, you know, I think uh, handcuffing themselves by not um, looking at this holistically, because, you know, I think there's, you know... Overall, this is a, a change management um, exercise first and foremost, right? There's a, a need to shift organizational mindsets and to, to get buy-in. And, you know, we, everyone is a creature of habit, and, and doing that in, in some organizations is very challenging. Um, even if you have, you know, the leadership that says, you know, we have to invest in, in innovation, I think it's, it's one thing to to realize you have to do it versus to really, you know, change your entire, you know, kind of organizational paradigm to, to embrace it. So I think that's, uh, that's one. I think uh, the other one is, you know, there's, there's a misconception that uh, these are very expensive um, things to do um, if you have any kind of scale because people, you know, who don't have an innovation lab and have not really tested these and and seen some of this in action, really just look at it from a from an overall standpoint as a, you know as a as a money pit where you know you you're going to be investing and uh, it's there's going to be some things that uh, provide value but overall it's um, you know more investment than the organization can has an appetite for. So I think, uh, you know, those, those pieces are, are holding people back and uh, preventing the, the holistic viewpoint that's, that's needed. So if we are looking at the AI, in fact, you did mention AI and machine learning and other things, which essentially can be enabled through IoT, and we are looking at the downstream function, which is this, again, AI and machine learning in other areas, but if you are not really picking up enough data, or at least all possible data that you have, we are essentially investing in something but not f- taking the full advantage of it. So do do the businesses not see that they have to have an upstream data engineering to be done and some infrastructure to be put in place so it creates somehow more data sources, which could include implementing IoT? Or they're just trying to look at whatever they have available, try to slap AI and machine learning on it and think that they will do wonders. 
Yeah, you know, I think there's there's a, a very real um, fear here um, in a, in a lot of organizations around um, machine learning and and taking those insights from data that uh, that you have that is powered by machine learning and AI and um, and making business decisions with that. I think the the main fear really comes down to you know that that balance between art and science. Um, and I always talk about the fact that uh, you know for many years, Retail, um, and again, I, this is this is really true across the board, right? And people are at different points of this, but all retail um, kind of grew up in this world where, you know, the the world was governed and um, run by by gut feel, and so you had your merchants, and the chief merchant had a, you know, just a the, the companies that were successful. Um, you know they they were they were merchants at heart and they they had a very good pulse on the product and they said okay i i think this is the the next thing that we have to do and you know we have to take our you know shirts and and make this change because that's going to be something that people are looking for um and there was you know even buying decisions and um, how much do we buy and what are we allocating and replenishing? And there's there's definitely systems that do some of that, but they were they were overridden traditionally by by gut feel because you know people would look at the the overall assortment and the overall product line and say, hey, I really like this um, particular category. This did very well last year. And I think it's going to do well again this year. Last year, we ordered X. This year, we're going to order 1.3X. And that was kind of how the world ran. So I think that uh, when you are at that point um, in, in, as, in kind of your, your – that's a point in your history, and that's a, a point of how the company grew up, some of these things can be very overwhelming and intimidating because now there's a perception that uh, – you know, not necessarily that these things are going to take the place of humans, because I, again, I, to me, it really isn't one or the other. It's it's balancing the art and the science. But I think that there is that that fear that uh, these technologies are going to, um, you know, be be so disruptive to this uh, to the way that the world has worked, and are going to reduce the control um, that that various groups have. And I think that's a very real fear, and I think that holds people back because they look at their 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 heritage and and how their company grew up and say, no, look, this is uh, we've done it using gut feel, and you know we we're going to continue to do that because that's just a part of who we are. Um, but the the ones that you know are are forward looking um, see it as an opportunity to to marry the art and the science. So I think that uh, this is a very, a very big part of the journey. And, um, you know, I think you can, you can get, you can see across the board, if you look at uh, people that have adopted it, you know, the, and if you talk to them, um, and I've talked to a lot of uh, my peers at other, at other organizations that are at different points on the spectrum, but the ones that have adopted it, the one thing that they have in common is that, uh, you know, they they had a very strong, um, 
you know, change management program that uh, that really looked at how this can be infused into every part of the business. And so, so one thing which I would say about uh, this whole machine learning and AI is you are looking at the current data and it may not be enough. And in fact, we did not look at RPA, which is robotic process automation, which is... Yes. Something which will help not only in the front end, but also at the back end optimization. These are some very juicy, low-hanging fruits that you can tackle. Mm-hmm, Is the fear mm-hmm. of inertia holding us back from really milking these opportunities? Yeah, I think it is. I think that the 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 status quo ante is is so strong and and it and this inertia is is hard to overcome and so you know some of these things that you're talking about right i think if you if you look at it um from a cap- purely a capability standpoint there is absolutely no doubt that uh you know infusing elements of this will make your business more efficient um you'll be able to run better faster um, and in the case of, you know, your point around um, just internal data, I mean, I think that's, that is another, another very big um, barrier in retail is that uh, there is so much data that has been gathered over the years. Um, we aren't even turning all of that data that we have in-house into insights today. So now, you know, introducing you know, external data that is driven through either IoT devices or, you know, social and and various elements like this is now, you know, just adding to that overall um, superset that we have to mine. And, you know, again, nobody is staffed to do this with, with people. This is where you really need to marry the, you know, technology and, um, human capital side and you have to say look there's uh we have to infuse machine learning into this so that uh we can look at the superset of data internal and external and and turn that into insight and then make better decisions um so there are definitely low hanging fruit um you know and and I think you you bring up a, another very good use case that uh, I think is even less adopted um around you know the robotics automation and uh you know the, that can if you look at the distribution center of the future right that that can create massive efficiencies in terms of um you know picking and packing product and and you know shipping product um in a timely manner which as we look at uh, the world we live in right i think we we went from this uh, world uh, 20 years ago where you were fine waiting, you know, 10 days, a couple of weeks for something to get delivered to you to a world where, you know, people wanted it uh, in two days and Amazon Prime became the norm to now, you know, we want, everyone wants instant gratification and even two days is not quick enough and even next day is not enough. And in some markets, it's same day or it's two hour. And, and so as these things happen, I think all organizations are getting the hand is going to be forced more and more. And that is going to serve as the catalyst because um, at that point you will be forced to infuse elements of this into your operations. 
Let's look at uh, the different parts of your core retail strategy and also operations and what's the future ahead and where IoT could actually help and give you such a high return on investment that it would be no-brainer to invest. Which ones would those be for the people who have not really jumped on this bandwagon? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, when we are looking at so many different areas where there's a no brainer use case, uh, which ones do you recommend people should be jumping on who may not have fully even thought of going there? Or are the next level, what would be like the stage one and stage two for retail? Yeah, so I think that, uh, you know, a few of kind of the the easy ones, so to speak, that uh, easy both in the standpoint of uh, implementation as well as giving you a, a fairly rapid return, um, I think would be, you know, I would break it into two buckets. The first one would be, you know, operational efficiency and, you know, kind of that uh, internal um how do we work smarter play? And that, I think, would, is RFID, right? I think um, that one has a very real um, advantage in not just being able to help you optimize your inventory management, but as we look at organizations being omni-channel and not just having one or two or three distribution centers, but hundreds of distribution centers where every store is a distribution center, it is so critical that uh, when you get an order in a store that says, hey, I need to ship this, this red polo shirt um, that uh, you know, we may only have one or two units of, 
that is an extremely difficult thing to, to find sometimes in the store if there's only one or two units and it's in the back room and it's buried with, uh, you know, thousands of units. So, you know, these are the, the types of use cases where RFID gives you an, an immediate return and um, helps you, you know, it, it kind of it starts off as really a back-end efficiency play, but it, it really also gives you many elements of, uh, um, you can also check the box on the on the customer side because you're going to be able to fulfill the orders better, et cetera. So I think that one is, uh, is now, um, you know, it's mature, it's scalable. Uh, the costs have come down. The RFID tags are, are are getting cheaper by the day, and that um, I think is a is a must embrace. Um, the when we look at the the pure play kind of you know customer facing side, I think the two that I would look at, um, you know, I think one of the one of the first uh, ones that uh, that we implemented chain wide is. Um, IoT cameras, and IoT cameras are a very powerful um, tool in terms of um, running and optimizing your your retail store uh, operation, because not only can they give you insights um, into, you know, staffing levels, because obviously you're looking at uh, when are your busy periods, et cetera, and it's, uh, it's better because it is not just a traffic counter at the door and you know how many people came in and out, but you know where in the store they are. And you can get a heat map of exactly um, which parts of your store are um, getting more traffic, which displays are, are impactful. There's, um, we've gotten insights such as, you know, hey, this table of sweaters, no one's stopping here. Why is that? Is that because it's uh, too too close to the front of the store? Is that because of, um, you know, how it's uh, the visual merchandising is done? So you, there's many ways to optimize that and, um, and, and really have, a, you know, a much better in-store experience. And then I think the one that uh, touches the customer directly is, is the beacons, right? And I think um, that is uh, definitely one that, that allows you to, you know, to bring that level of personalization in store because um, if you have a mobile app and um, you have the ability to to see who's coming into your store um, and where they're spending their time and, hey, they spent, uh, you know, they just spent 10 minutes in this uh, particular part of the store, um, you know, and they, they, you see that they're now leaving because the geofencing says that they're now leaving that part of the the store, you know, you can give them a real-time offer and say, hey, for, you know, for the next hour only, you, you we will give you an extra 15% off um, this category. So that, I think, uh, can really delight the customer. It has to be done thoughtfully. Um, it, can, it can border on on being creepy and too big brotherish, but I think if it's done done thoughtfully and not overdone, you know, you don't want to also bombard people with too many notifications and offers. Um, that one, I think, gives you a, a, a very um, quick return as well. And as part of the journey that you may have had in your organization or others, are there any specific gotchas or pitfalls we should be uh, watching for as we go about the IoT-enabled journey? 
I think the number one item that I would bring up is um, something that a lot of organizations fall into the trap of, which is, uh, you know, people will read and read about uh, <clears throat> a success story or a case study in some um, industry periodical, or they will be at a conference and say, oh my goodness, this is a great story, and brand X did this, and they got some great uh, value, let's go buy that product. And I, you know, I think that is the, that is the caution. Um, you know, that, that is the biggest one that I think you have to avoid is you can't just jump on every single shiny new toy. Um, you really have to have a, a, a very disciplined way that you approach it. And um, that's not to say you should not, um, you know, evaluate those, but that's exactly the point. Evaluate it first. Um, it may work for your organization. It may not. There may be reasons why it, it was very successful in another um, company. It may even be that a company that does exactly what you do, but for a variety of reasons, including your specific assortment or your clientele or whatever it is, it may not be right for you. And, and you know, that if you're going to fail, fail fast and, um you know, move on. Don't belabor it. I think that this is the the critical thing that uh, you have to avoid. Right? Um, is don't try to force it. Look for the one that works for your organization. And when you find that, then look at uh, you know the scalability and and you know go full steam ahead. But uh, this has to be another thing. Is you know from a culture standpoint, there has to be. Um, you know, a governance process around how we evaluate these and which ones go forward and which ones don't. But I also think fundamentally there has to be um, a willingness to change long-standing cultures that, uh, you know, you it's okay to try things and we have to embrace the fact that, you know, we're going to learn some of our best lessons from from the things that don't work, um, because we will then be able to, you know, optimize and, and tweak those into, into things that can really drive the business forward. So, you know, they, they, this, again, fail fast and learn from it and, and drive the business forward. On behalf of the show and our listeners, thanks so much, Sahel, for sharing your views on how the retail industry can use IoT to tackle its growth needs and also be able to help the company grow and at the same time making sure that it is using IoT not just as a cure-all but something which is a fundamental foundation which it can use to build the next generation retail. Thank you. Sandro, always a pleasure to be on the show and thank you. Thank you so much again. And listeners, hope you enjoyed it, learned a bit. Uh, 630, uh, the, you have to listen to like us on Facebook, search for CTN CIO Talk Network, and be sure to follow us on Twitter. Thank you again for listening to this segment on CIO Talk Network. This is Sanjog All, your talk show host. Till next week, take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjoe Gall. To learn more about our program or for show archives, comments, or questions, please visit ciotalknetwork.com. Thank you again for listening.